This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. So I saw a news release yesterday from the University of Minnesota, and I was fascinated by it. It caught my eye because we have talked several times over the last hmm, few weeks, if not more, about artificial intelligence uh, it's a fascinating conversation, also a, at times frightening conversation about where we're headed. But have you thought about artificial intelligence when it comes to healthcare? And that's what this press release was about. It's from the University of Minnesota. They received a million dollars in funding, $1.4 million in research, for f- a funding project to develop methods and risk management process for clinical artificial intelligence and machine learning to optimize continual patient safety and improve trust in these innovations. That's a lot of words. So we went to uh, Genevieve Melton-Mukes, doctor, professor at the U of M Medical School in the Department of Surgery. Dr. Melton-Mukes, thank you so much. She's on the uh, John Schuster Cowell Banker hotline. So tell us right now, is artificial intelligence being used in healthcare? If so, how? Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me on. Um, the answer is is that we're just at the beginning. And there are some places where we're starting to use uh, clinical artificial intelligence, clinical AI in care, but we're really at the beginning. And that's why this work is so important. In, so we're at the start. At the, what, in what ways, even though if they're slight, what ways is it being used now? Yeah, absolutely. So artificial intelligence, um, as we all know, is being used increasingly in our lives, right? Whether it's Alexa, self-driving cars, obviously over the past month or so, and even over the past week or so, all the um, things that we've discovered with things like ChatGPT, mm-hmm. yep. um, it is it is pervading our lives. Now, in healthcare, we are also starting a transformation. And you can see as a, for instance, more and more applications where clinical AI is being used to help us to care for patients better. So, for instance, um, it is starting to be used to diagnose based off of images, like the idea of helping a pathologist or a radiologist to be able to find um, an abnormal set of cells or a finding on an X-ray, um, and that's a that's a really good example of where artificial intelligence is starting to be used. We really wanted to focus a bit on artificial intelligence that's being used to potentially predict outcomes. Um, 
you know, I, I'm a surgeon and uh, work a lot in, in the hospital setting, but, you know, artificial intelligence can be used to help us to understand, you know, when a patient might deteriorate or potentially if I'm having a discussion with a patient about uh, the risks around surgery, um, the artificial intelligence can uh, help, help guide some um, in that decision-making. So we wanted to look specifically at that uh, aspect. And that, for a doctor, somebody who spent their entire life, or at least you know their adult life, uh, learning and educating and practicing medicine, uh, I would imagine that at least yielding some of that knowledge to, a, to an artificial source, an artificial intelligence, mm. is concerning, right? Well, I would say it's both concerning as well as an amazing opportunity, hmm. right? So okay. um, there's only so much that, um, in some instances, that, that we can um, think as far as a human, right, to be able to say, you know, I, I see a patient in front of me and understand how, um, how, you know, if we're talking about surgery, you know, giving them information about risk as a, for instance, and, you know, the AI can help us. One thing that we have been seeing, though, is that we are at the beginning of this. And today, you know, if I look at um, clinical AI and we're talking about making that decision, say, about uh, the risks around surgery, uh, some of it does come to us almost like a black box, right? So we might might get a risk number, Sometimes there's explainability, some some information about how the computer came to that conclusion. Like these are the things that make this patient at potentially higher risk or lower risk. Uh, but we wanted to actually get down to what, not just at an overall level, but how confident are we in that decision, right? Mm-hmm. So if the if the if the AI was developed on only a handful of patients that have similar characteristics, we're probably not that confident in what the AI is telling us. Sure. And that's, that's a big part of what we're trying to develop are these methods to be able to say for that patient right in front of me, how can I give the doctor and the patient good information about, you know, you have this AI, it can help you make a decision, but how confident can we be in this AI? So that's that's a one specific aspect that we're really um, focusing on. We're talking to Dr. Genevieve Melton-Mukes, professor at the University of Minnesota Medical School in the Department of Surgery. It, this is a conversation that many, many uh, workplaces or even beyond, many schools, many, just everybody is discussing how this will Uh, shape our lives in the future and it's fascinating to me in so many aspects including in healthcare. i mean if you uh, this is a philosophical question but i guess how does uh, do you have a have any any kind of envision of how healthcare will look with the as this technology becomes more and more pervasive yeah. Um, so i I think healthcare is going to be transformed i think ai is the big piece of it. But, you know, in general, um, you know, we we're providing more virtual care today. We are very mm-hmm. much yeah. as a whole in healthcare trying to shift towards 
prevention versus sick care. Sick care is incredibly important, but we really need to focus on, you know, how do we prevent and, and not have folks ever get sick. Um, and, and AI, I think, is just going to be a component of it. I do think that um, uh, this will involve um, AI companies. They're going to be a very important part of this. I think to do it well, and the second aspect of our project is really focused on stewardship and governance of AI. And what we're trying to focus on is how do we help health systems have the tools in place, processes in place to be able to basically steward or take care of that AI and know when we need to redevelop or retrain it or say it has these problems or it has too many risks or this has so much benefit that we, we're okay with, with you know, using it. Um, so that's, that's a significant component. And we're doing this work both with mHealth Fairview and, a collab, and a collaborating with the Mayo Clinic on this. So this will be done at, at both health systems so we can learn together on how to do this well. Is this more, uh, when we talk about trust, is it more about mm-hmm. having physicians trust AI mm-hmm. or patients trust AI, or is that fairly mutual? I think it's fairly mutual. I think that's a great question. But at the end of the day, um, this is um, a reflection on the practice of medicine. It is also uh, right smack in the middle of the patient-physician relationship, which is probably the most sacred or one of the most sacred mm-hmm. types of relationships that folks can have. So it, it really does impact both. It's mutual. We are speaking with uh, Dr. Genevieve Melton-Mukes, uh, professor at the U of M Medical School, the Department of Surgery. Uh, the, it, w- when, you're, when we're talking about teaching students, the, you mentioned yeah. the chat GPT. We've talked about this for the last few weeks and just how this is suddenly a, a, a game changer. And there's also room for you know, some malfeasance, too. Mm-hmm. From a medical school standpoint, how closely are you like addressing those concerns and making sure that, you know, it's that tool is being used properly? That's a great question. I I can't speak to it uh, directly. I do think that there is some discretion, um, you know, class by class. And I think just a a lot of focus on, on being very clear around the rules and trying to make it fair. um, If somebody's going to be using chat GPT for a particular Task, but I, I think you know one thing that we are focusing on, um, University of Minnesota wide, as well as the medical school in particular, is this idea of data science competency, data literacy. Um, it's so important for our learners, and you know I'd probably extend it to our learners. I'm a practicing physician, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Every every person, even if they aren't formally in an education program, gaining this competency because it is part of our, you know, our reality now, and it certainly will be more and more in the future. We still need doctors. I shouldn't go on to chat GPT and say, how do I perform open heart surgery at home? Probably uh, still need to go to a hospital for that. Uh, This is a fascinating conversation. I love talking about this, especially talking about, you know, you can be 
you know, intimidated or, you know, frightened, mm-hmm. quite honestly, about these kind of medical mm-hmm. or these kind of advancements in any aspect of life, but certainly in medical. But the opportunity, mm-hmm. I think, is is fascinating to me. And thank you so much for taking the time today to talk about it. And we'll probably reach out down the road sometime. I look forward to it. Thank you so much. Dr. Genevieve Melton-Mukes, professor at the U of M Medical School Department of Surgery. It's 145. We got an update on uh, last night's CCO party that Dave uh, missed. Uh, That's coming up next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey.